The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sports Grid Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Davis Maddock. I am joined, as always, Friday afternoons by my buddy, Rich Rebar. We pick our five favorite games against the spread. And, uh, you know, I just really, I think I value my life more than a lot of the people that I follow on Twitter because I bailed on that game so fast. So, I mean, it is the fastest I have ever bailed, I think, from a primetime NFL game. I was like, they're just, you know, Russ don't Mm -hmm. have it. Matt Ryan don't have it. Hackett don't have it. Reich don't have it. Naheem Hines, you know, just went full concussion, immediate first drive. There's just no point to watch that game. Nope. Went to the halftime and uh, we were, I made a little further than you. And then I was done. I was like, I'll catch up on the rest of this later. I've, I've got uh, more things to do with my time than to use. Like, cause I only get so many hours a week where I'm not so many stuff. hours for, for, for rich time. You know, there's a, we, we got to work. You're a dad, you're a husband, right? I mean, just like, you gotta, you gotta have, you gotta have some me time that does not include Russell Wilson. Nope. It was rough, man. Listen, and I was someone that was on Russ coming into the so year. So bullish. Yeah, and, same. And and the Broncos offense in general, and it's just been a nightmare. It looks like every version, it looks like the last three years of Seattle and last night looked obviously a little bit worse, but so far it looks like every, you know, everything in the quick game is a struggle. Uh, and it, every, every series, it feels like it's third and seven or third and eight or third and nine. The only plays he actually completes are like 50, 50 balls to wide receivers uh, it's, it's been tough, man. And Hey, if you, uh, like last night, they're on prime time again, this next week. Yeah. I mean, clearly the NFL, uh, <laughs> clearly the NFL did not know that Russ was completely cooked and that, uh, and that, I mean, who would have thought that Doug Marone's offensive coordinator was, uh, was not hand was not ready to, to be the head coach of an NFL team. Just, you know, honestly, the Hackett thing has really, put me in the mindset of these organizations that just hire the same retread coaches, because at least you kind of know what you're going to get. I mean, Hackett was like, it could be anything, even a boat. And, and it is not a boat. You know, it's like, I, I get why Jason Garrett and Freddie kitchens are still going to get jobs in the NFL. Cause at least, <laughs> you know, at least, you know, that they, that they can keep, you know, the, the building in check or whatever, but we're here, we're picking our five favorite games against the spread. What is your number five, sir? Yeah. Let's all wipe that game out of our memories. We, we move on. We're for forward thinking show here. Uh, I'm going with, this is my five, uh, one you'll probably reject, but I'm going to take the Bengals, uh, three and a half now is where I'm seeing it everywhere. Uh, you know, if you, I didn't get over the, if you move through that key number and Buddy, what three. are we, what are we doing here? The Bengals, the Bengals are, are the Bengals yep. are, are the Denver Broncos East, bro. They are, they are ah. fraudulent. The Bengals are fraudulent. I, I just, I just, they are, they are not going to make the playoffs. They are, 
I, I don't. I think if I set the line at Joe Burrow to make the Super Bowl point five more times in his career, I take the under. I mean, and I Zach Taylor. Probably. Zach yeah, Taylor's I, not a very good coach. I I don't I don't believe that that uh, I don't support Zach Taylor at all. I do support Lou Amarumo though, uh, and that's the key to this game. I mean, listen, especially with Rashad Bateman looking like he's not going to play in this game. I mean, the the Ravens' offense is just was unsustainable. The weeks two and three offense we talked about it last week. Yes. It it was just their entire offense to start the season has been Ken Lamar Jackson make just a ridiculous play. And we talked about last week with the Bills, like the Bills aren't going to blitz. The Bengals aren't going to blitz. The Bengals can get home not blitzing. Uh, They are ninth in the NFL in pressure rate, which is four man blitzes or or fewer. Uh, And this is just where Lamar Jackson's been terrible this year. Uh, The only passers with a lower EPA per dropback when teams rush four or fewer defenders so far that start the season have been Jimmy Garoppolo, Cooper Rush, Baker Mayfield, and Mitchell Trubisky than Lamar Jackson. Uh, team, the new meta is kind of out, I think. And if you can get home with rushing forks, it's different if you can just say, like, all right, we're going to play zone coverage against, against Lamar and make him beat us. But, like, the Bills got pressure with four. They've done it all year. And the Bengals have gotten pressure with four all year, too. So I think they'll be able to get pressure. Uh, do I think the Ravens still win this game? Probably. But, like, give me that give me that hook, move through that key number. Uh, that's why I have it at number five. But uh, I think the Bengals' defense poses a real problem for this Ravens' offense. Um, yes, I, I agree. Um, I agree with a lot of what you said up into the point of selecting <laughs> the Cincinnati Bengals to <laughs> be in a competitive. I mean, it's just like, it's like, and I have, I mean, certainly I have a less sophisticated process in picking <laughs> these games than you do, where it's like, if I think a team stinks, there's got to be enough. a lot. If I think a team stinks, there's got to be a lot of contextual factors going in. Well, I don't way. think the Bengals stink. I definitely think they're overvalued. And they well, really so stink. that so that's what I'm saying. They stink <laughs> relative to what people think they are, right? You know, it, right. yeah. So, and and spoiler alert, my number one is actually I'm picking a team that I think stinks because I think the other <laughs> team is is the stinkiest in uh, possibly in the NFL. My number five. I mean, dude, I waffled on this. I waffled on it hard. I, I am going with New England minus three. Ooh. Because I think that every like every guy who is a uh the the you're at your your buddy, right? Your buddy who like plays in a 12 team league and, and plays five dollars on DraftKings a weekend or whatever, he's like, How could the Patriots with Bailey Zappi and or Mac Jones be favored here? Yada yada, so on and so forth. I mean if this is just, this is the Belichick spot, right? This is Belichick. They're going to hand the ball off. They're going to have it figured out. They're going to win 19 to 14, you know? Um, and also, so we didn't see evidence of this last week against the Seahawks, right? I do think missing Swift and St. Brown and Shark being not 100% is is probably pretty bad for them. And I know St. Brown got a limited practice in on Friday, but it, it would not really surprise me. Like, you know, Goff as a distributor is fine. But when Goff is distributing to Josh Reynolds and and TJ Hawkinson and Jamal Williams against a real NFL defense, which the Seahawks do not have, I think things are going to look right. a little bit differently. But obviously, betting on Bailey Zappi making his first career NFL start also doesn't feel great, which is why this is my five. Yeah, I mean, this is I would definitely not be touching the lion side here. Very scary. I, I'm going to bank on this to say, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that TJ Hawkinson will not have 180 receiving I, I, I will also guess that. Yeah. <laughs> this week. And they were terrible last week. I mean, their defense is, is a joke. And if there was ever a game made for like Bailey Zappi, just throw like 15 passes. Yep. Uh, and for them to just run it 35 times. I mean, Jesus, this is it, right? Like at home against this lion's defense, like 
Absolutely. Uh, when this game first came out and you saw that Lions team total and stuff, I was like, oh, yep, this, this is probably it. This is the trap spot, right? This The 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 Bonanza and the, the Lions carnival for fantasy is probably it's, over. It's this over. Week. <laughs> yeah, it's done. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I would be surprised if Amon Ross still plays. I mean, granted, I, I feel like today was probably just testing it out to see where he was, but they have a bye next it. week. Like Exactly. I'd be I'd be surprised if they really push it with this, especially being a high ankle. Like, why? Um, but yeah, hey, who knows? Who cares? But whatever. Uh, I'm not going to touch this game, but I, I think the Patriots would be the side I would lean to as well. And it's like, I actually hate doing this. Like, I hate being like, the sharp side is the New England Patriots. Right. I hate that shit because... One, I don't really know if a sharp side exists in the NFL with how liquid these markets are. And I just, I, it's like the worst. Like we talk a lot about how sports betting content is terrible. And I think like just being like the sharp side, the sharp money, I hate that shit. So I'm, uh, I'm, 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 honestly, I'm copping out here. What is your, <laughs> what is your number four? Uh, my number four is the Dolphins. And uh, this really just comes down to a thesis players. I think the line's too tight. I think the Dolphins are a lot better team then the jets i don't feel like teddy i feel like the, the move from like Tua to teddy is almost immaterial uh i really don't feel like that's a big deal uh as long as Tyreek is fine and, and also when i look at the dolphins like the dolphins are three and one and they faced lamar jackson they faced josh allen they faced joe burrow like they're gonna now face zach wilson uh and for up until the final two drives of that game last week zach wilson looked exactly like the zach wilson we left off 2021 with I mean, he was eight of 24 through three quarters in that game. I'm going to assume that he doesn't have a 10 for 12 quarter in him against the Dolphins. Um, and, and that's really it. That's really all I got is I think the Dolphins are just a lot better team than the Jets. And I'm going to walk away from the table. So this was my this was my number three, um, basically just coming down to Teddy is good enough to be a caretaker. Uh, I feel much worse about this wager if Tyreek does not play. I yes. think Tyreek. Tyreek is probably what one of like six skill position players in the NFL who is even worth anything to a spread, right? Like he, but, but he definitely is. And the thesis behind the Teddy thing is, yeah, Teddy doesn't have to be great because he can just throw seven yard slants to Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill and watch them move around. And then, I mean, the other thing is the Dolphins have no one behind Tyreek who can even play like, you know, having to, having to give Cedric Wilson Jr. A bunch of targets or whatever is, um, is He's no hurt good. too. So yeah. yeah, he's, yeah. he's hurt er, as well. Eric, Eric Umekazama, River Crackraft. <laughs> like, these are not names that you want Teddy Bridgewater throwing to. Uh, but I, Sher- I mean, you, you didn't like the Trent Sherfield resurgence on Thursday night? That's such a, that's such a, you know, 49ers like uh, inside the NFL type thing. He's like, oh, I got to bring my guy with me. I loved, I love Trent Sherfield, you know? So, um, yeah, I mean, I, it's like, now I would not be surprised if this is a, a bet that at halftime we're like, what the shit were we doing? Yeah. Like Teddy stinks. Zach Wilson is firing in darts. Cause the, the thing about Wilson was never like, Oh, he's got this horrible arm. Like this is not, oh, no. um, this is not like a Josh Rosen thing. It's just that his decision-making was so poor. But, I don't know. Garrett Wilson and Elijah Moore are really freaking good, dude. Like they're like Garrett Wilson. And is, is, yeah. They're they're They look like if Zach Wilson can be Andy Dalton, the Jets can like be a kind of good team, I think. In, in I mean, we love the talent. We love the surrounding talent on the Jets, you know. So it's really all up to Zach Wilson. We love the yeah. we love the players around there. So please help us, Zach Wilson. 
Yeah, my number it's the same four. thing with the Steelers, right? Like we love like most of the skill players. I mean, well, you don't love Deontay, but uh, like well, we, De- we, Deontay, as we now know, is a fake alpha, right? I mean, they, he gets a real he gets a real quarterback in there. Kenny Pickett, the first real quarterback who's been in Pittsburgh <laughs> in five years, and he got he got he got one target when a real quarterback got in there. So, but we're just I mean, hoping Kenny Pickett is good because we like some of the players there. Like, please, I I think Kenny good. I think Kenny Pickett is good. I, I just, I just, I need this take to be on the record to go back to <laughs> like, so good, good is probably overstating it, but like, I think he is going to be above late stage Ben Roethlisberger and certainly better than Mitch Trubisky, in my opinion. I, I think we, until Matt Canada gets out of there, we're going to, we're going to be fighting uphill regardless that I, did you see that thing? I dropped a Harmon on Twitter. Mm-mm, no. I was so I was looking this up the other day because I was just looking at like routes, routes run, like what kind of routes people is like. I was looking at Allen Robinson stuff to see what routes he was running, and I went down this rabbit hole of seeing like, all right, who runs the most deep routes in the NFL? Not who gets the most targets, but like who's just running like wind sprints. And I looked it up, and I I did min fifty routes in the season. And do you know out of the top six players in the NFL in percentage of routes that are run twenty yards or further downfield, five of the top six were Pittsburgh Steelers. Like what the hell? What, what kind of offense are they running? Like what kind of offense is this? How Matt does that Breyer, even work? Yeah, Briarmouth and it was, who, it was the... Najee. Is no. It? Yes, nineteen percent of Najee's routes are twenty yards downfield. Oh my god! What kind of offense is this? That's the oh. that is the worst stat I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, it's Friar Friarmouth, Deontay Pickens, Claypool are one through four. Um, and then there's some, I think, uh, it's a lave and then it was Najee Harris. And I was like, what the fuck is this? I was like, That's what is so this? disgusting. I knew Claypool would be up there. Cause the other stat on Claypool is that he's drawing the same amount of double teams per route as Jefferson Jefferson and CD lamb, which feeds into my thesis that, uh, that chase Claypool is actually an alien and defensive coordinators know that. Um, but, uh, okay. What's your, what's your number four? <laughs> Oh, that was my four. It was Dolphins. And that was your three. Who's your four? Oh, okay. Uh, my four is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers minus a lot of points against the Atlanta Falcons. Not this is the, my next one, so we're cool. So not that the Pitts thing really moves it, but it kind of does to me. It does kind of move it a little bit because literally what is their plan here? Like what, like what, <laughs> how, what is, what is Arthur Smith's plan to move the ball going to be here? Like, Drake London is going to be swarmed and they're just going to be like, all right, I guess we're handing it to, to uh, Caleb Huntley and Tyler Algier. Like they're not going to, there's not going to be any drive where they run 14 consecutive times and get first downs and score points like they did against the Browns. It's just not, it's just not going to happen. I I literally think the the Falcons could get shut out here. I don't think they score an offensive touchdown. Yeah. I don't think they, I don't think they do either. And you know, the Buccaneers stink and are quiet quitting but they looked a, a shit ton better with Godwin and Evans back in there instead of Cole Beasley and Russell Gage. Like, you know, who would have thought? Like, I think the Buccaneers get to 24, 28 points here and and just, you know, just kind of ride it out. Like, not going to be not going to be a spectacular game. I won't be doing the Brady double stacks on on DraftKings or anything, but they're just going to handle business here. Fournette will have a big game. Falcons are really bad. I mean, I look at this now, Brady, we got Brady coming off of a loss. Like we, this is all, this is all just made for us. Just a shellacking, yeah. like absolutely just teed up. 
Uh, he's absolutely smoked the Falcons since he's been at the Buccaneers. We saw that, like, listen, the Chiefs are just on their bullshit Sunday night. Like, they, they were they weren't going to beat that. That th- the <laughs> Mahomes the Mahomes <laughs> toss to Clyde Edwards Hilaire might be like he's had a lot of great plays in his career. I think probably the best play of his career was the touchdown run against the Titans. But yeah, that yeah. the 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 whoop de doo play to Clyde Edwards Hilaire that that's top five for me. I mean, just when Mahomes is playing like that, you could put that guy up against. 14 players on defense and it just would not matter like you're not you're not doing anything with that guy but the bucks at least were were back to being it's like oh with all the receivers back i was like oh this offense can actually move the football up again. right so, and then we know the defense is not going to have a lot of games like they had on sunday night especially not against the falcons team and, and they don't they're not gonna have cpat or kyle pitts like there's just no talent here and if anyone watched mariota play last week holy moly this dude Ar- arthur smith arthur smith it, it, it's um you know the you know the meme where the guy's sweating and he doesn't know what button to push. It's yes, like, yes, yes. It's like bench the worst quarterback I've ever seen or go with the inexperienced third round rookie because like obviously Arthur Smith is of the variety that he never would want to start a rookie quarterback, but he watches Mariota out there and he's like, I don't know how I keep playing this guy, you know. So but so but I do think we see Ritter pretty soon. That's uh, it's a tip for all of you super flex boys out there. And we're already here, like, you know, because Pickett is already the job. Like, we do this every year where people are like, oh, this guy's not going to start. It's like, dude, these guys all end up playing. Like, the, all these rookies end up playing. Unless your team and is really good and you run you know the, who's You know who's not going to play, unfortunately? Malik. Malik, Mr. Willis is, I don't think, going to play. Well, he's already played. Is... He counts. He played. Okay. All right. True. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, but, yeah. I mean, listen, Rabel's not coming. He's not going to be the agent. But it's because if you're in playoff contention, that's the only way, right? Like the Falcons are not going to be in playoff contention. So Ritter, you just have to see what he has. Like you just have to. Um, yes. So he's going to yeah. play sooner or later. Because if the Falcons are staring on the gun barrel of having a high draft pick next year and they're going to be in the quarterback market, like they need to know that this guy that they took a shot on isn't good, right? Like, so you got to play him uh, yeah. eventually. But yeah, yeah you plus do. the Bucks are going to smoke him um okay so then we did we're three we're all three it's right we went through three each uh yes yes okay so so oh that was your that was your number three so that was time. my three and okay. it would be higher if it wasn't 10 points yeah i mean it, you... I, I i think in some books you can get it at nine and a half now i just i just am yeah. looking at a consensus thing and i think you can get it at nine and a half i mean i like it better at nine and a half obviously obviously yeah, yeah. um I, so I, I actually think maybe we're not going to agree on these top two because I have, I think, two weird ones for my top two. So what is your number two? Uh, two, I've got Seattle. Uh, this is just – this is too many points to, for me, for an Andy Dalton team. Uh, I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't get here. One, fair. I would have I would have taken the Saints if it was Jameis. I would have just I would have just taken the Saints. I would have felt better betting against Jameis. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Give me, give me the spiel. Well, I mean, listen, these two teams played a year ago and the, the, the Seahawks, a way worse version of the team, lost by three points with Gino. With Gino's a correct, they lost by three. Uh, so now I'm getting five and a half and a worse Saints team. Like, all right, like, cool. I'll just take those points. Uh, I don't know what to believe about this Gino Smith run. Uh, I definitely am not going to stock the last two weeks as being something that's going to be regularities, especially what happened against the, the Falcons and Lions. But he did play well the first half against Denver, who we know is a good defense. Uh, then he did stink against the 49ers, who we know have a good defense as well. So kind of a mixed bag here with Geno. But, I mean, the offense is just functionally better. We've seen that in week th- coming into week three, they uh, they said outright, we are going to play with 
faster tempo and they have like they legitimately have like they look like they're actually running functional they are they're running functional plays uh they're snapping the ball like Dwayne McFarland's on my show and he said they're second in the NFL the last two weeks of snapping the ball with 15 seconds or more on the play clock like who who are these guys right like Pete Carroll took like is finally coming out of a shell here like just just winging it now while Russ is just melting away he looks like a king in his, his decision making um I hate this defense though, but like, are the saints really a team that's going to exploit this defense? I don't know, but five and a half feels like too much, man. I feel like they'll hang around. Uh, I feel like this game should be like three and a half or four. So. so I think, I think you are probably right with like, just thinking like five and a half when Gino's playing this well and the saints are this bad on offense. Like, yeah, that, that seems roughly right to me. Um, but the Seahawks are, so bad on defense, so, so bad on defense that I actually think a classic Saints dice him up with, uh, you know, Kamara and just kind of just kind of control the ball offense just gets him there. I mean, the Seahawks have given up uh, the uh, the second most yards in the NFL. Uh, they have given up the most yards per play in the NFL. They're giving up eight point two net adjusted yards per attempt so that includes turnovers and sacks and you think like oh well you know it's a Pete Carroll team like maybe they're just selling out to stop the run you know and and just letting them get beat by the pass because they live in 1997 but they they've given up 5.1 yards per rushing attempt too which obviously is terrible it's not gonna like all this stuff is not gonna hold and obviously I'm not picking the Saints either like I don't think I just it's just like also, part of it is I just don't believe that the Seahawks can possibly be good, given all of my priors about how bad Pete Carroll is. So maybe I'm just blinded, and and Pete Carroll is actually a genius, looking how shitty Russell Wilson is in Denver. Yeah, I mean, listen, I don't know what the, to think about the last two weeks and, like, stretching that out for some kind of uh, extrapolation of what's going to happen the rest of the season. I definitely don't believe that, but I definitely am pretty, like, skittish on the Saints team, though, for sure. Yeah, they stink. They stink. I mean, I don't I don't want this to be uh, I don't want this to be interpreted as saying that the the Saints don't stink. It's just I I had that one as um as just kind of a, a no bet type spot. All right. Um, my number two is the Dallas football Cowboys plus five and a half points against. The I was Rams. close. I was close to having the Cowboys. It's just like it's like should the Rams be five and a half point favorites over a team with a winning record, and especially should they be touchdown favorites against a team who has the like the best pass rusher the NFL has seen since like Lawrence Taylor, like Micah Parsons, like literally I think Micah Parsons is worth like a, at least point five of a point to a spread in general. Like this guy is insane, and Kellen Moore is not in his bag in the sense of like calling like wide receiver, double flip reverse passes and stuff. But even with Cooper rush, like they're keeping the offense on schedule They're, I mean, I think most encouragingly when they've been in these tighter games, they haven't just been handing the ball off to Zeke. They actually like Pollard and Zeke is a legit 60 30 now in a, in a way that it, it never really was until, until this year. So, and they got, they got CD back. They got, I mean, Gallup was basically a full complement of routes his first game back, which was huge for them. Uh, they're, they're, you know, dumping the ball off to Dalton Schultz a lot less, which is a big boon for the offense. I mean, the, the Cowboys are not going to win this game, but they are well, 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 well within backdoor cover territory here, I think. Yeah, this is a matchup that is kind of suited for them. I mean, you look at all the troubles the Rams have had 
uh, offensively, you know, just the amount of pressures they're allowing and they're facing a team that is second in the NFL in pressure rate, another team that doesn't need to blitz to get home. Uh, also, just what the Cowboys are doing defensively also is really what's been the problem for the Rams so far to open the year. Pazuta, in our, on our like game preview show, we were in, in this game pretty deep, and uh, we were talking about just how no quarterbacks face the amount of cover three that the Stafford has because what people are doing with that free safety now is just letting him play in the middle of the field because they, they can't throw downfield. So like that, that side guy is just literally that side safety is just blocking up the middle of the field because they can't get anything downfield to anybody else. Stafford is the lowest rate of pass attempts in the NFL further than 10 yards downfield this season so far to start the year. Um, it's just a, a really bad situation overall for what the Rams are in. They're just a little bit worse everywhere, and it's made them a lot worse overall. Uh, they've actually started to move Cooper Cup outside. Like he's running far less routes in the slot than he did last year because they're just trying to generate some kind of big plays. Uh, they're they're trying a lot of things. They're not working. It's just a real struggle for the Rams right now offensively. And then you flip it around on the other side, their defense has been one of the major disappointments of the NFL. They're 31st in pressure rate uh, defensively. The past defense has had a bunch of injuries in the back end. It's been a struggle for them uh, just overall. Uh, definitely one of those post-Super Bowl like hangover type deals. Uh, but yeah, I would love to see the Cowboys like actually be a little more aggressive with Cooper Rush. He's actually played pretty well and they're kind of limiting, limiting him a little bit. Mike McCarthy came out and kind of was like, Oh, he's not a game manager. But then you look at like all of the utilization of the passing game, like it screams game management. Uh, he's not throwing it all on first down. He's throwing all his pass attempts on third downs or like second, second and third down are longer than seven yards. Uh, but he's playing really well when they do throw on first down. Um, just yeah. Let him throw the rock a little bit here, man. Just let them throw it a little bit. Be a little more aggressive. Kelmore's done an excellent job, though. You see that CD Lamb plays like they're using motion. They're getting him free because, like, we're the big thing after week one. It's like, oh, CD Lamb's a, a fake alpha. Like, not always, not a real wide receiver one. Yeah, and like you see, like they're just creating stuff for him because they know they inherently know. And you've seen this with Pollard too. And Pollard didn't have a good game last week, but the previous two games he did. Uh, they're getting their players like that actually matter. Pollard and CD Lamb like in favorable spots, and to me, like that's half of co- coordinating, right? Like, how do I get my best players to football? <laughs> like, I, you know, and the, and Kelmore's doing that with a backup quarterback, and yeah, he deserves a bunch of credit for the start that they've had. Also, uh, if I can allow myself a boomer moment here on the program, if you can't run the ball, I think it's really hard to be a touchdown favorite. Like, if you literally cannot move the ball via the run that just like that's just it's very hard to hold on to 10 14 point leads like I, the rams could totally get up 14 here and then just have a couple bad series where Allen robinson can't get open you know and tyler higby's dropping passes and then the cowboys are, are right back in it so that's my that's my boomer take for for the I, mean, day. So, I think they're live outright dogs i mean if you well, want it's been it. it's it's been a huge amount of underdogs this year have won outright like like an historical anomaly amount of underdogs where like the spreads just haven't mattered and underdogs yeah i'm won. just saying if you're asking me to pick underdogs to like outright win objectively like the cowboys would be relatively high i think on my list yeah uh all right what is your number one sir Oh, the Eagles easily. Like there's just, um, I mean, wow, so... my, my number one, my number one, not on your list. And I, I, I mean, obviously I think the Eagles is a great selection. I just am not in the business of picking against Kyler as we know. Yeah. I'm in the business of betting against Cliff Kingsbury for sure. Uh, Buddy, that has been, that has been a good business plan <laughs> these days. And uh, this Eagles team, man, like 
there, there are very few actually teams I feel are good in the NFL right now. And this Eagles team definitely is one of is, them. Is one of them. Yeah, no doubt about I mean, it. They have not even been challenged once this year to start nope. the season. They're deep. They're good on they're, – there's good in all facets, right? Like the only thing that anyone could have said coming this year is like, can Jalen Hurts like win in structure? Like can he – is he even going to hold some back? And maybe we get there in the postseason – uh, and we revisit that conversation again, but right now, like they are just smoking teams and stri- even in the rain last week, he threw for 8.2 yards for pass attempt. Like and the offense was just, was, was still clicking. Just what they moving. were down, they were down 14, zero or 10, zero. Yeah. What, they, had what, to, they had to pick six on the tip pass. Uh, and they were down 14, nothing. And just in the game was even close. The game but, was, even, but, they were, <laughs> but 14, 14, zero Jalen hurts last year. You're yes. like, Oh, they're dead. They're dead. I mean, they're just, there is not a world where they're coming back in this game. And yeah. it ended up not even being a close, like, uh, like they cruise, they cruise control. They're still the only team in the NFL that uh, hasn't trailed in the second half of the season at all. And also they're facing one of the worst starting teams in the NFL. So we know the Eagles are our hot starting team and they've just been smoking teams. They're number one in the NFL and point differential in the first half. Well, they're facing a team that hasn't even scored a point in the first quarter of a game yet this year in the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, they're like the, the slowest starting team in the NFL. They're terrible. Uh they're not using any motion this year. The Cardinals are 31st in motion. They're 32nd explosive play rate. Like this team is just, it's not good at all. And they, for at least the first six drives, of the game against the Panthers look miserable, you know, uh, of that game They they fell behind there. And then just eventually they were able to, to win out because the Panthers are just such a depth of ineptitude that even the Cardinals look competent against them. Uh, but yeah, this, this Philadelphia Eagles team, like right now against this team, like this is this, this, I feel like this is just gonna be a dog walk fan pretty much the whole way through. Did you see that thing I tweeted about Jalen Hurts? Uh, no, lay it on me, lay it on me. Uh, so Jalen Hurts right now, he is, he is the most fantasy points scored in the first half of any player this year. He is in 30 more than the next closest player, which is Cooper Cup. He's 156 in fantasy points scored in the second half. He scored just 13 fantasy points in the second half the entire season. He's thrown just 38 passes in the second half of the season. No, no passing touchdowns, no rushing touchdowns. And he's a weekly Q, top three QB. Like imagine like if like a team punches up with the Eagles, one of these games, like Jesus, this dude could ha- have like, he's, he's basically a consensus top five quarterback for everybody. He's playing a half of every game. Like yeah. it's, it's, an, it's actually bonkers. And like, think of the, the year, some of these ancillary guys be having not ancillary guys, their core components of, but the pass catchers, like, AJ Brown has 10 catches in the second half this year, because like I said, they've thrown 38 passes through four games in the second half, not even 10 a game. Uh, God, Dallas Goddard, four catches in the second half, you know, Devonte Smith, five catches in the second half. Like, the, like these guys have all played a half of football every week. Yeah, like, it's, it's really <laughs> nuts. I mean, it props, props to Nick Sirianni. I think a lot of coaches probably would have panicked, right. And brought in a uh, Nick Foles, Andy Dalton. Well, they have Gardner. They have Gardner Minshew. But but I mean, well, I guess I should. I guess you're right. And, it, and the the calls for Gardner Minshew last year were were happening quite a bit. I mean, I just feel like they're, they're oh, like a complete like not even one rung. I would say there's several rungs above this Cardinals team, the state it's in right now. We'll see what when Hopkins comes back and they get some pieces back on the defensive side of the box. Antonio Hamilton might come back. Like, but this Cardinals team, like, and the stuff they're doing isn't fun at all. Like, at least Cliff when they were had the horizontal raid and whatever, at least they were like playing with tempo. Like they're one of the worst teams in pace. Like I said, they're not using any motion anymore. Like what is, they're not even fun anymore. Yeah, no, I mean, there literally is no point. 
to the Arizona Cardinals. Like they're just, there's not a reason for them to exist right now, other than to frustrate uh, people like me who, who love Kyler Murray. So my number one, not on your list, the Tennessee football Titans minus two and a half points at the Washington football team, uh, which, like I said, normally I do not pick shitty teams. That's, that's kind of one of my (laughs) priors, but I actually think that even as a, as a home dog to the Titans, the, the Washington football team is overvalued. Like, Rich, this team cannot score in the first half when the defense is trying. I mean, they just cannot do anything. Carson Wentz is basically, if you look at uh, uh, EPA plus completion percentage over expected, he is the fourth worst starting quarterback in the NFL. Uh, the only uh, guy worse than him who is still playing is Davis Mills. Like they, you know, they're losing dots in this week, which means that. Uh, Deami Brown, who's played, I, I think it's 329 career snaps, has earned 26 targets, complete Chris Hogan, wind sprinter out there. You know, Gibson does not look efficient on the ground. And it's like Wentz just eats these. He just, you know, Wentz does have the physical tools to do it. Like, I get why, you know, guys like, you know, some of the big TV guys like can't give up on Wentz because every once in a while he does make one of those throws where you're like, Dude, shit, Kirk Cousins couldn't make that throw to literally save his family's life, you know? But, I mean, he just eats these sacks. He fumbles the ball. He throws horrible interceptions. They can't run. And the Titans are, like, the the way I would think about betting the against the Washington football team is, like, against a team that can make mistakes and won't take care of business. Like, sure, you can take them as a dog, but, like, the Titans are just going to handle their business. They're going to hand the ball off to Derrick Henry 22 times. And they're just going to get out. And and also, I'm I'm using like a narrative structure of thinking like we're pretty close to either Ron Rivera getting fired or Carson Wentz getting benched for for Taylor Heineke, like because things just can't continue like this for for Washington. I mean, if they bench him for Heineke and not Sam Howell, I'll lose my mind. Sure, well, sure, same same thing, same thing. Yeah, because like we've done the Heineke thing, like just at least see what Sam Howell has again for the same reason we talked about Ritter, right? Like you got to know, you need to know at least heading into the next offseason if you're looking to replace quarterback. Well, what about that young guy we drafted? Like, man, we should have at least looked at him while we were winning six games. Like, you know, like uh, you got to figure out something along the lines there. But yeah, I mean, the only thing I don't like about this game is that it's two and a half, uh, you know, because the Titans don't put anyone away. And that's what scares me. The last two weeks, like they're up big on the Raiders, they're up big on the Colts. And like both those teams, they just let them hang around, man. And like, that's what the Titans just scare me in that regard, uh, that they're just not going to like full throttle, like just, just cruise. Right. And it's like, all right, well, they could be winning the whole game and you get like a, uh, a 10.4th quarter from Washington and then now you're, you, you, they, they lose by three and you're screwed. Right. And right. Like, that'd be the only thing here. And, and like the Titans can't defend the pass either. That's also kind of concerning, but I don't think that matters as much here. Big picture. Cause I think the outright win this game for sure. So I really don't have a bunch of pushback on it. Just acknowledge that Terry McLaurin's going to catch, you know, at least two 40 yard touchdowns this week. Sure. Whatever. <laughs> sure, he will. I mean, it's like it's like I, you know, I just have been, I just have been uh, so terrorized by, by big, by big Terry, right? You know, big, the the big, the big, the big Terry industry has just uh, has really um, come after me. So you know, whatever. I, 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 that is not that what the the bet that I just proffered is really not much of a data bet, other than that Carson Wentz has been terrible, and not is not even really about the Titans. It's more just about wanting to be short on Carson Wentz. Yeah, there we are. Nothing wrong with that at all. It's a pretty interesting week in DFS because there are like, 
literally probably like 20 good running back plays. I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of bizarre how many good running back plays there are. And the chalk is obviously going to be super concentrated on like uh, uh, Fournette and, and, you know, the mm-hmm. Patriots running backs and Brees Hall. But I mean, there are, but Dalvin Cook is like an amazing play. Yeah, like yeah, Dalvin Cook looks really good, especially on FanDuel compared to DraftKings, where he's really priced down. Uh, Kamara, I think, is really priced down on FanDuel as well, as opposed to DraftKings. But there's a like you said, there's a lot of good plays. James Robinson looks like a pretty tremendous play uh, on both sites. Um, yeah, it looks good. Nick Chubb, I think Kareem Hunt's a really interesting play this week if you're doing like the short, you know, like I, I play those short field and I try to answer games. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I, I'm looking at that Browns Chargers game for sure. It's one of the games I kind of want to target because it's also an early game. Like if that game pops, then you're off of kind of the 4 p.m. chalk, which will probably be Eagles Cardinals. Uh, so looking at that one. Um, yeah, there's a lot. I think it's really a lot of good plays and we don't have any good tight end plays because none of them are on the slate. But uh, I'm intrigued by this. Hey, slate. you know, chalk, chalk, Tyler Higby. When is that? Uh, when has that ever gone wrong for anybody? Right. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah feel great about that you know locking that in I mean that's what's cool too is you don't even feel bad about fading X like what is how bad can Tyler Higby like really bury you yeah Uh, I don't I don't know I don't know if he has the um the uh the the TJ Hawkinson seventh highest fantasy points of all time game in him right because even last week where it was like all right well we're gonna play Hawkinson in cash and like we'll mix him in uh you know we decided to play him in tournaments, but it was like just Mark Andrews, right? In that slate last week, it was like, we just need Mark Andrews to fail. But there was still like in the back of your head, you're like, well, Mark Andrews can score all these dudes at like 30 points. Like that, that exists too. Like there's none of those guys like that exist this week, like on the slate even. So that's right. what's kind of cool. So that's why it's like, even like, even if you, if you don't even want to get caught up in the Higby chalk, like we're really not conceding really anything at the position this week right. because who at tight end has like a 20 point game in them? like maybe like a couple guys like so yeah that's what makes it fun but you're right I think this is definitely a running back week there's a I mean always receivers there's just tons of good plays on every site anyway so it's fun man I think this is a really fun slate in general and we're getting to mount the that data man we're starting to feel good last week was like the best I felt and it could be just fleeting but like Last week was the best I felt like having a pulse coming into the games and setting lineups and it was the best that week I had of the season so I'm hoping to roll it over. Yeah. What's uh, what's your what's your uh, favorite game stack this week? Uh, I mean, I'd like to say that if, if I'm doing like something like more contrarian on something, I, I'm looking at that Browns game. Um, I kind of like the that game we just talked about to Washington, Tennessee, having like potential, like really good plays. I kind of I, I kind of like it, too. Yeah. I don't know if I'd play either quarterback. I think that both quarterbacks can get there, though, because both these pass defenses are so bad. But I think you can definitely do something like McLaurin, Big Dog uh, around there. Because the Big Dog's catching some passes now, too. Five five weeks. targets in back-to-back weeks, yeah. Yeah, I mean, 23% target shares to the Big Dog back-to-back games. Uh, so you can do something like that. I think Robert Woods is in play in this game, too, especially on DraftKings, uh, where he's 5,200. Um, really cheap price for, we know, Traylon's out, like, the past defense for Washington's just so bad uh, that I think he could fly under the radar a little bit because it's Robert Woods. Like whoever's excited to play Robert Woods. How uh, many? How many guys? <laughs> if if you didn't know the answer, how many guys would you have had to have guessed was the punt returner for the Tennessee Titans before you would have gotten to Robert Woods? Like, would you have guessed yeah. Derrick Henry before Robert? Woods? That was. <laughs> I that know was I got the of... Derrick Henry, but I would have been a lot of guys. I would have said Racy McMath before I got the got there. I, I, which, which made me think like, maybe the coaches see something, you know, that I'm not seeing, like maybe, maybe he like moves better 
than I'm anticipating. Cause like sticking him back there as a punt returner is, is a hell of a choice. <laughs> There's a lot of this year, like where I'm like, why is that guy returning kicks? And I understand even, well, I guess like, you know, like a guy like Lockett's returning kicks, you know, he was a good kick returner in college, but it's like, I would not have him returning kicks. Like let's not have, why are star players returning kicks? Like Tyreek's returned a few punts this year. And I'm like, I don't know, man, like, I'm not doing this. I'm not risking any guys on these. Cause what are you getting? What's the special teams gain? Like, well, I mean, I, I think probably calling, Calling Robert Woods a star is, is maybe a little bit overdoing it. <laughs> but the, in the construct of the Tennessee Titans, he's uh, he's needed. Sure, sure, that's true. <laughs> he's, a, uh, he's a value to them. It's true. All right, man. Tell the people. Tell the people what to, to check out before the games kick off on Sunday. Yeah, sharp football analysis. Uh, cranking the worksheet, dropping all those nuggets. Uh, we're doing bet twenty five as a promo this week. Uh, using week five as kind of the quarter poll, which is weird. But yeah, bet twenty five is the is the promo this week. There we go. Bet 25, sharp football, everyone. Thank you. Uh, thanks to Reeves for coming on. Everyone, thanks for listening. Hope to run good this week, and uh, we'll be back. We'll be back next week. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.